They walked with Miss Vanstrom, too numb to ask any questions. She pulled out a small yellow pad and scribbled a number onto a sheet of paper. She handed the sheet to Simon. Here, this is the apartment you want. See the man who lives there, and he'll give you a bit of information. Not too much, I imagine, but just enough to get you through this. Frankly, he could use the company. Simon cleared his throat. Get us through what, Miss Vanstrom? Miss Vanstrom smiled. Ah, already asking questions. Very resilient. That's good. You'll need the questions and the resilience. Miles to go, miles to go. She herded them toward her office. I must say I'm quite proud of you all so far, Miss Vanstrom said. You've handled yourselves admirably. Quite. But you'll have to start reacting more quickly than you did with Mr. Wonderby. Villains don't always chatter before striking or start their attacks so slowly. If you let every surprise freeze you, you'll never make it through. Use your heads and act with confidence. Miss Vanstrom opened the door to her office, and they followed her inside. She shut the door behind them, stepped behind her desk, and placed her notebook computer on it. She pointed to the sheet of paper in Simon's hand. Do you understand what you ought to do? Simon glanced down at the paper, over to Alicia and Owen, then back to Miss Vanstrom. No. Good, Miss Vanstrom said dryly. Wouldn't do for me to give you the answers. Wouldn't be much of an adventure. She opened her notebook computer and tapped at its keyboard. It beeped, and there was an answering beep from the mechanical box above the door. Be smart and be brave. I have faith in you. Surprisingly, Owen had the nerve to ask, Miss Vanstrom, is your hair alive? Miss Vanstrom arched an eyebrow. Why, Mr. Walters, how bold! She winked and gripped the sides of her tower of hair. She wriggled her fingers into the base of the hair and lifted. The entire column rose off her head, revealing a mechanism at the bottom. It was a machine. Underneath, Miss Vanstrom had perfectly normal hair, though it was cut very short. She winked. Yet another useful device for someone in my position. Your position? Simon asked. Miss Vanstrom replaced her mechanical hair. Yes, principal. She pointed to the door. The exit is that way. Off you go. Simon, Alicia, and Owen nodded, a little uncertainly. They opened Miss Vanstrom's office door, and behind it saw an unfamiliar corridor, with dull gray and black carpeting, off-white walls, and several brass fixture lamps mounted along it. It definitely wasn't part of the school. It looked more like the hallway in an apartment building. They stepped past the doorway and turned back to look at Miss Vanstrom. She waved her hand forward. Go on, ahead on the right. Still confused, Simon led Alicia and Owen down the hall. Miss Vanstrom's door shut on its own, and when the kids turned to look, it had vanished. Simon took a deep breath and rechecked the paper in his hand. 
This is it, number 106. He knocked on the door in front of him. Nothing happened, so he knocked harder. There was a sound of locks being undone, and then the door swung open. Simon, Alicia, and Owen looked up at a tall man who stared back at them. He was older, but they couldn't tell by exactly how much. He had dark brown hair, with many strands of white throughout, a pair of thin spectacles pushed forward on his nose, and faint lines on his face. He could have been thirty or three hundred. From the brown bathrobe he wore over striped flannel pajamas and the thick-soled slippers he had on his feet, it was clear he wasn't expecting any company. And from the way his bespectacled eyes bugged out and his thin-lipped mouth froze in an O shape, it was clear he was shocked to see them. The man opened and closed his mouth several times, but no words came out. Hello? Alicia finally asked. Are you alive? At last the man found his voice, speaking in a clear, crisp English accent. What on earth are you doing here? He frowned and mumbled. I knew that hallway looked familiar. We don't even know where here is. Simon said. Who are you? Why, I'm your narrator, he said without thinking. Then he gasped and clapped a hand over his mouth. Oh, goodness, I'm going to get into so much trouble for this.